Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm Darcy Chambers. I'm Kyle. Chambers. Chambers. We're I think people would know we have the same last name. Well, some people have been surprised. Okay. Anyways, we're continuing our mini-series on seven habits of highly effective people. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We can I ask? Can you ask what? Have you got them memorized yet? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today... <laughs> Secret to a happy marriage. Pick on each other constantly. No, don't do that. <laughs> the only reason it didn't start a fight is because we're recording. <laughs> so we're going to talk about leadership versus management. And Kyle, just when he sat down, said, what are we talking about? And I told him, he said, oh, that'll be fun. In today's Ooh, global so. economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. I guess he thinks this is going to be fun. Um, in Covey's book, he talks about first things first. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what the whole book is about. Mm-hmm. is uh, creating habits that kind of prioritize your life and put first things first. Yep. And you decide what those first things are. You do. But put them first. Um, so the leadership decides what things are first, mm-hmm. what the first things are. Mm-hmm. Your management is what puts them first day by day. Yep. That's so scary. I said, I forget I'm on a podcast. I can't whisper. That's so scary. I don't like to give other people control. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I know. <laughs> and then I worry about them doing it right. You know, I'm the classic meme that you see on social media that's like, oh, I need some help around here. No, not that way. Out here, I'll just do it. <laughs> people don't do it right. Um, no comment. Now it's his turn to not start a fight. <laughs> um, so, wow, this goes, we've talked several times about mm-hmm. hiring the right people. Our last mm-hmm. episode was about your mission statement mm-hmm. and hiring the right people that are going to, you know, believe, not just follow the mission statement, but believe in it and adopt it as yep. their own. Um, now you're hiring <coughs> the manager mm-hmm. that's going to put those first things first. Well, we're seeing so many of our recent episodes like for weeks now that it kind of comes together in this so you talk about put first things first the the first thing that comes to my mind with that is it requires people to make a conscious decision about what's important Mm -hmm. you think you do that in your daily life all the time but you really don't Mm -hmm. i mean you kind of just largely on a daily basis you're on autopilot maybe something comes up and you you halfway think about it for a minute and then you move on we don't actually sit down and make game-changing decisions on a regular basis well even something as simple as in covey talks about in his book exercising that should be a priority in everyone's lives it's not in ours no (laughs) um but it's something that you have to make the choice Mm -hmm. to do and it's tough. And not only make the choice to do it, but 
schedule the time to do yep. it. And we're going to um, have a later episode about schedules and calendars because mm-hmm. he addresses that in the book mm-hmm. as well. That's a very interesting take. Um, but he talks about choosing your managers carefully and they have to put your company's mission statement ahead of their own values. That's a tough one too. And in most cases, I would think that morally a company's mission statement is not going to be too far no, outside of your values. I agree, but it's, it's it, it can come down to kind of a, a sense of personal taste there, you know? Well, and we have a great example that's going to be an episode or two later that we'll talk about. Ooh, I can't wait. Um, that will address this pretty spot on. Okay. Um, so... Choosing your managers carefully. Yeah. How do you do that? It's tough. You know, there's a couple of ways that that I've seen folks do a couple of ways that that I've tried to do it before. Maybe not, you know, top managers, but in any case, you can pick the best performer in your team. You can pick someone that's kind of got some of the greatest ideas, or you can even pull this outside person in. Unfortunately, what often happens is they take the best performer on the team and just promote them right up the chain. Mm-hmm. And that makes total sense, right? So you're the best worker. You're early every day. You get the job done. You never leave early. Like life's good. You're the best worker. It makes total sense to make you the manager of the department. But for the fact that maybe they're not very good with people. Or maybe they're not a good manager. Maybe they're not a good manager. Maybe they're good at handling themselves. But when they are now responsible for 30 other people on a job site, it's not going to work out real well. Um, and I, I've seen that. I've seen folks get promoted to a, a, a department leadership and two months later they said, put me back. I just mm-hmm. want to be back on the table welding. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They're good at it. So it's really tough. There, there's a, a real necessary set of skills. Um, but going to the uh, last podcast episode talking about the mission statement, I think really that's where you have to go to find that uh, that management and leadership type person because ideally you want them to be one and the same and sometimes they're not mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll get into that but is you need to find someone that exemplifies that mission statement and is a good worker but I wouldn't put the most effective most skilled worker at the top of the list by any means. Yeah, they have you. Yeah, your mission statement should kind of be a checklist. Mm-hmm. For hiring, yeah, a- any employee. No, agreed. But agreed. Especially your man, and maybe you need a separate statement for your mm-hmm. leadership team, your yeah. management team. And you know, the leadership in your organization isn't always a member of the management team. Oftentimes, some of the best agum leaders are line level employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that sounds kind of silly. You're like, well, why not just advance them on up? Well, it could be that maybe they've not gained all of the other necessary skills yet. But a leader is someone that can rally people behind an idea, right? Um, I, I've seen it happen any number of times where, you know, a hot job comes in and folks that were going to go home early on Friday are now working all the way through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so inevitably, you've got someone on the shop floor that is excited about it that's happy mm-hmm. about it and then you've got someone else that's like tell you what my wife's gonna cook you know uh all of this food and we'll have a big buffet at lunch or something right mm-hmm. you've got someone that's that's gonna get the troops rallied right and that's really your leadership that's someone you need to watch for the future to groom into that management position 
but they're not necessarily the same. Like you said, the manager is the one that has to make sure things get done. Mm-hmm. The leader is the one that really has the control of uh, the, the hearts of the folks. Yeah, the leader is, well, the leader decides what those things are that are getting done. Mm-hmm. The manager makes sure they're getting done. So it also needs to be somebody that can kind of cut off those emotions and not take things personal and yes. not worry about, you know, hurting his friend's feelings mm-hmm. or telling their friends what to do mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I, you know, again, to compare it to personal experience, I taught for several years. I was a great classroom manager. Mm-hmm. I did great with the students. I did great teaching. I mean, I'm not tooting my own horn. I right. am, but I mean, I was good at what I did. Mm-hmm. I could not do that with a group of women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. try to, and I yeah. actually went and got my master's in mm-hmm. educational administration. Mm-hmm. And the more I went through the program, the more I thought, this is not for mm-hmm. me. I no. don't want to do this. No. And not only to manage all the teachers, but then you've got to manage the stakeholder. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, education, we have stakeholders oh, yeah. and that's all the parents and the taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And um, I just didn't want any part of that because I know I would be, super emotionally involved Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, it would hurt my feelings every (laughs) every phone call every email and even trying to just handle a situation i hate conflict i i don't like it in any way i think that's that's a big one there i I, it was not for me the more i went through the program i realized i'm never gonna do this yeah (laughs) no i mean but these are good points and these are things that you, you have to address and Again, we've all seen it where you're looking at someone, you're just scratching your head trying to figure out how the heck are they in charge of the department or, you know, how are they at this upper management level? And it may be that one level down, they were the best guy on the team, mm-hmm. but they didn't do and well with conflict. And that's not where you see them. Exactly. But, uh, you know, maybe they don't do well with conflict or, you know, maybe maybe they just don't know how to handle all of these different people and none of all different people. I mean, we talked about that as kind of a generic but my gosh everyone is so amazingly stinkingly different Mm -hmm. and you could say the exact same thing to five different people and get five different results yep they're going to hear it differently and you have to be able to understand that they're going to hear it and interpret it differently and it's only managing the people it's managing all the things oh yeah like you've got to make sure the first things get done first yeah and then you got to make sure you turn in whatever reports need to be turned in mm-hmm. and you've got to make sure the customers are mm-hmm. happy so you know we're we're talking about just managing the people but it's yeah. not just the people well i was thinking about this this morning is back when i first got put in charge of health and safety i mean i was nothing but the the systems administrator i mean just this computer guy that's it and so i got tossed health and safety i'm like well what do I do? So I tried looking up stuff online and, you know, there's a thousand things online and all these billion, you know, item checklists to go through. And none of that allows you to make any kind of good decision. It's just this massive data dump, do everything. Well, what's first? And that was really the first thing that I had to do. And so what I did is I printed out every single page of every single OSHA CFR that potentially impacted our business. And I spent about two weeks doing nothing but reading through it, highlighting it, trying to find the what I considered to be the first things. And so mm-hmm. I made a little targeted uh, hit list of, of things that I was going to mm-hmm. go through. But, you know, what are the big ones? But And then you have to define, well, what's a big one? 
What's significant? Exactly. What's well, important? That's like the yeah. episode we just did, the significant problems. Yeah. So what's significant? So I decided what was significant was either it was on the top 10 list from the uh, um, OSHA uh, uh, fines, mm-hmm. which you can find online. You can find what those are. So if something was going to hit on that top 10 list that OSHA was going to cite you on, immediate, that's a, that's a significant one because we want to protect the company from, from mm-hmm. any legal action. And then the next thing was where I, I just went out and observed people. It's all the exiting knowledge and health and safety. Yet. So I'm just out there watching people. They're like, why is the, you know, the office geek out here <laughs> in the shop? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just watching people and I'm just watching this see, okay, where do I think drunk Kyle would kill himself? And that was my criteria. Okay, let's just clarify that Kyle does not go to work drunk, never has, never will. (laughs) Well, that comes from, uh, I studied architecture for a little while. And when I studied architecture, uh, we used to ask our uh, design critics, uh, that's what we called our our professors, in any case, well, how high do we need to make railings? And, you know, what are the requirements for stairs and steps? And so their advice was, you'll learn about codes someday. But for now, use the drunk frat boy test. <laughs> if you put a group of drunk frat boys in the building that you're designing, if one of them might fall off a balcony or if one of them might just fall down the stairs and kill themselves, redesign it. <laughs> so I took okay. that same test. So we work. need that clarification because yes. Kyle is not <laughs> drunk at work. No. So I took the same test to work. And so then I'm looking at them like, oh, five inch grinders. Yeah, that's a little scary. Forklift being lifted by a forklift. Probably shouldn't do that one. Um, you know, so you just go through and you look at all these things that folks do. And so then I created a list of 20-something areas that I knew needed to be hit first. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a, a good a good starting point. And once we had those in place, then we started building out the rest of the procedures and the processes. Um, so you just did what he's talking about and prioritized it and yeah. made yourself... Kind of a schedule yep to handle it and, and that's what you have to do but again that's kind of you know talk about management skills those are good management skills the second piece was the leadership skills which i realized very quickly i needed to learn a lot <laughs> <laughs> need to learn a whole lot very quickly but you know trial all fire sometimes is uh, is the best way to do it true um covey also has another quote from somebody named e.m gray who said the successful person has the habit of doing the things failures don't like to do. I like it. But it continues to say they don't like doing them either necessarily, (laughs) but their disliking is subordinated to the strength of their purpose. Ooh, That's a good statement. That's a good statement. So I I thought that was a valuable quote Mm because, I mean, the first sentence is obvious. Right. Successful person is Mm going to do the things that failures don't want to do. But then to point out, Guess what? The successful people don't want to do nope. it either. They nope. just put their dislike underneath their purpose. Yep, I, I, I like that. I like that. And, you know, that was really, gosh, that, that's, that was what it was for me, is I, I'm not a very sociable person. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> so I only have a short attention span that I can be around a lot of group of people. Um, but it had to be done, you know. Not only did it had to be done, but again, I'm the computer geek that works in the front office, and now I'm going out in the shop of welders and mechanics. I mean, some of these guys have been, uh, you know, milled rights for 30 years. I mean, mm. these are highly skilled, tough, intelligent men. 
And you're and about I'm, to tell them I'm what they're doing wrong. What they're doing wrong with the work that they've been doing for 30 years. And, um, and mind you, this was like <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. So he was in his mid-ish 20s. Yes. Going yes. out and telling these yes. guys that are 50, 60 years uh-huh. old that have been doing this longer uh-huh. than he's been alive. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you, you learn a lot of valuable lessons that way. But, um, but, but that's exactly what you're talking about is, you know, these things needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And what I found, see, we didn't have this overly complicated safety program that was full of thousands of checklists. I say thousands, but most folks really do have probably a hundred different checklists that they, they run through for the health and safety program and hundreds of pages of procedures and requirements. That's the norm these days for health and safety programs. That's terrible. Nobody's going to follow it. They don't. They're just going to check, 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 check. They do. And what you wind up with are these large, sometimes very bloated health and safety departments because they have to keep up with all of this mm-hmm. and, and the, the paperwork has to be filled out. Now, I'm not saying they don't focus on the people, but uh, they're focusing on the requirements and not so much the people. Well, I didn't have the option of doing any of that. So it, it kind of forced me to, you know, hell or high water, like you're gonna learn how to communicate with these people and you're gonna learn how to get their respect and get their attention and, and get things done. And very, I realized very, very quickly that if I had any hope of getting these guys respect, because that's really what it boiled down to, mm-hmm. I had to get their respect. Again, I'm the computer geek in the front office. Um, is I had to make it clear why why this mattered. And the truth is, is I didn't want anyone getting hurt. I didn't want any recordables coming down on the company because that could incite, you know, um, other investigations. And what it boiled down to at the end of the day is, guys, if y'all, as the company gets bigger, if y'all start getting hurt on a more frequent basis, the company could get shut down. Y'all lose your jobs. Mm -hmm. Not only did you get hurt, but you hurt the guy on the table next to you. Mm -hmm. And that was the kicker. When I got people to believe that I cared about that, See, they didn't care if they got hurt. So what? I get hurt, I miss two or three days work, it's my own fault. It's my mm-hmm. own stupid fault. Yeah. But when I got them to buy into that same idea and realize that I bought into the same idea that if you get hurt, you just cut the hours for the guy on the table next to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, now that that was the pain point. Well, that got, I'm affecting someone else's yeah. livelihood. Yep. Yeah. So, But it's tough. It's tough. So, you know, managers are in a tough position mm-hmm. because they're being told what to do by the leaders and they're having to get their team to yep. do it. And, um, you know, it's a hard it's situation if you've ever thought you wanted to be a manager. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. it sounds good. It's a promotion. It's probably yeah. likely a pay raise. Yep. But, you know, luckily I had the opportunity to realize I didn't want to do it before I got put in that position yep. mm-hmm. and I knew I wouldn't be successful and I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay admitting that if I ever had That's to go fine. back to teaching, I'm sure I would do okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but principle is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening.